Welcome back. Thanks for joining me and Collins for another episode of the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast and one of my favourite times of the week. For those who don't know me, I'm the founder of Blue Bottle Coaching and I work with leaders across a range of countries and industries to help them rethink and transform their leadership style to create high performing teams. Today, I'd like to welcome Marie Benton, who is a truly inspiring leader. She is the chief executive and founder of The Choir With No Name, a highly successful and innovative charity that runs choirs for homeless and marginalised people in at least four cities in the UK. The charity runs choirs and outreach workshops with weekly rehearsals where people come together to find community, music and a hot meal. She's responsible for strategy planning and delivery, artistic direction and everything else associated with running a charity. In a year as challenging as 2020, Marie and her team have shown their characteristic creativity and resilience, finding solutions to seemingly impossible situations. Welcome, Marie. Thanks so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us and thank you for finding the time to speak to us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure on my part. Thank you for having me. You've been on an amazing journey with the choir with no name. Can you tell us what inspired you at the beginning and what has kept you going? I can. So I get like the, the sort of founding story, if you like, was because um, uh, I had when I'd moved to London, I had joined a gospel choir and had found a real community there and kind of really sort of found somewhere I felt I belonged and where I felt, um, you know, I could sort of build my life in a big city sort of thing. And so when I started working in homelessness services, uh, that was a, a sort of sense of community that you can see is often missing from the lives of some of the people that, that we work with. So that's kind of where the idea came from. Um, and I and and actually, when I started the first one, it was quite um, it was obvious quite quite quickly how much that community was meaning to people and, and how transformational it could be. And so that's really one of the things that, that kept me going and has kept me going through you know through the years. And I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm sort of away from that um front line a bit more now like other people are directing the choirs and and sort of on on the ground but the the stories of people's transformations remain the same and and the other thing I think that's kept me going is really about having a great team around me and and that's you know the volunteers and the uh, and the staff members that that we've recruited are all just you know really incredibly kind of can do um, like you you know like you said in your lovely introduction they're kind of people who kind of think their way around problems and carry on going and, and really sort of positive and great to have around basically so that's definitely something that I've drawn energy from over the years. And I think that that creativity is just amazing in your organisation. You know, right from the beginning, the idea was so creative, but you you continue that all the time. I think you have to like it's and actually that's one of the things that keeps me interested as well is that nothing is ever quite the same as it was before and even if you're you know even, even if you're doing uh, a, a gig that you've done you know in the year before sort of thing in a similar way like it, it's still different you know that will be different repertoire with different people in a slightly different context and and all of that so I think it's really important for me as a, as a person it's really important for things to be never the same again basically yeah. because I think I you know I get bored basically if if, uh, if things are not don't have that element of creativity and I don't think you've been bored in the last 10 years then <laughs> there's bound to be moments but no not, not as a <laughs> definitely not as a general rule <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I just bring you back to what you talked about um, with community? Because I know that values are very important to you and having them at the heart of the choir with no name is something that you're really passionate about. And many companies and organisations talk a lot about values, but they struggle to do what you do. And so can you tell us why, why firstly is that important to you and how do you keep people aligned with those very important values? Yeah, I mean, I think that's easy as somebody who's founded an organisation in a way. So my um, my kind of personal values, if you like, particularly at the beginning, have kind of uh, become, you know, sort of infiltrated into the organisational ones, I guess. And, and they're, they're, they're different. You know, our kind of values are definitely sort of um, the, the ones that we outline and that we hold, you know, that we, that we sort of hold up um, are, come from our choir members now. Like, there's a kind of consultative process where we, where we get to that. Um and they're around, you know, so our actual values are about being fun, which is kind of something that's really missing from a lot of, you know, very earnest yeah. charity services, I think. And and um, and that we and family is one of them, because as I was saying, like, you know, quite, quite often our choir members don't have a traditional family sort of thing. So that's yeah. something that's really important to everybody. Um, and we also have integrity as one of them, which is something that I think for me is 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 a really key part of who I am as a leader and a really um uh, you know, I really believe that people should do what they say they're going to do and that they should follow, you know, that, that they should be, um, you know, sort of tell the truth as much as they can. And, you know, all of that yeah. sort of stuff, basically. And then in kind of how you instill them through the organisation, I guess, like a, a lot of that for me comes down to recruitment and how you recruit people. And, and um, we are very we've always been very, very keen to recruit people who share the organisational values, which we ask questions about it at interview, but also who we recruit based on their kind of aptitude and, and sort of uh, skills rather than necessarily on their experience. Although obviously if they've got some relevant experience, that's really helpful too. Um, so, so yeah, it is, it's about kind of, uh, you know, uh, people talk about trusting their instincts a lot, I think in, in leadership, don't they? But, but really when you're recruiting, I've got it wrong a couple of times. And I think when I've got it wrong, it's been because I've gone against a gut instinct because there was no one else in the, you know, like no, no one else had applied sort of thing, or because yeah. you, you think that that's a, a good reason to do it. So, um, so just about talking about the values on a day-to-day -day basis, basically. So that, you know, they're, they're upfront in our strategy and they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're absolutely something that we that we talk about in team meetings regularly and, and all of that. So they're, they're really not an add on at all. They really are at the centre of everything you do from your recruitment to your planning, your strategy, your vision of what's happening, how you how you work with with everybody in the organisation, in fact. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, we're, we're in the middle of launching a new strategy. It's just a draft at the moment. So uh, like, <laughs> but one of the uh, new values like we've kind of slightly adapted our values and one of them is about inclusion um, so we're kind of really keen over the next few years to make sure that we are a sort of representing our marketplace if you like so that our choir members and volunteers and staff and, and board teams are all reflective of the communities that we're um, that we're serving effectively but we but that kind of value is then it's not just something that's kind of at the front of the strategy that we then forget about. It's got an action plan behind it. And that's an easy one to have an action plan behind because everybody, you know, everybody has and needs a diversity and inclusion action plan sort of thing. But that absolutely, that's kind of something where, you know, we want to be accessible to absolutely, you know, to everybody. That, yes. that And so whether, you know, 
whether you um because choirs and learning western music can have can hold barriers basically if you don't have english as your first language or um you know various sort of other reasons so we're really kind of keen to make sure that we get over get over those barriers Yes. And and talking about barriers, I, I mean, I think this year that's been particularly challenging one for everyone. And, and mm. I'm sure barriers have come up a lot this year in your conversations, um, especially for people who are homeless or marginalised in some way. But you've man- managed as an organisation to, to pivot in quite an extraordinary way to keep people engaged and involved. So how have you done that? Well, like like lots of different charities, I guess, and lots of different organisations, we had to in our in the first UK lockdown, we had to move all of our choir rehearsals online, and uh, we we also uh, so we sort of mobilised our volunteer teams to do lots of different things. Like we had uh, weekly kind of calls going out to the most isolated members, because as, as you can imagine, not everybody has internet access. So. Uh, so yes we're kind of cool rotors we were doing some doorstep serenading sometimes kind of visiting people in, in where they were staying oh that's um, brilliant and uh but, but the but the actual sort of weekly rehearsals moved online and that became that made it quite apparent that we had about 25 percent of our normal membership attending rehearsals once they'd moved on to zoom and and uh and so we then launched a digital inclusion drive and, and got some um uh, some of the sort of available emergency COVID funding to go and uh, to, to distribute tablets and data out to people basically so that they could access those Zoom rehearsals and and that's uh, and as, as we knew but kind of hadn't worked with that that then you know reveals a whole other level of skills that need developing and and uh, you know we've had choir members who literally didn't know how to turn their tablet on let alone get onto a you know onto a zoom call basically so yes and um and, and trying to explain all of that stuff remotely has been really challenging so yes, yeah I, I mean and, and again like that comes down to the, the staff and volunteer teams just being incredibly um you know sort of patient and also but driven as well to, to kind of really try yes. and improve uh, improve our offer Yes. And again, with your with your values at heart, when community is the and family is the key value, then you can see how that's that's driven everybody. And then, of course, this wonderful creativity on top of all of that. It's a it's an amazing winning combination, Marie. Yeah, I guess that's true. And actually, the family thing, we, we, we kind of I really thought about that after after the first couple of months of lockdown, where, you know, the first sort of couple of months, everybody was just slightly you know scrambling, I think, weren't yes. they, to kind of, you know, to sort of. Um, adapt and, and work out what was going to happen next and then when I looked back at that that couple of months it was really I sort of thought about it in the context of what everybody in the world was doing so everybody was reaching out to their family making sure they were safe making sure they've got access to food making sure that they didn't feel you know too isolated and effectively that's exactly what happened for us yes yes I've got um, a different, a slightly different question now for you, Marie, because uh, in the 2018 Sunday Times Alternative Rich list, you were featured in the creative and fearless category, which is amazing. So what's the key to being fearless? I, <laughs> is, I wish I had the answer to that completely. I was absolutely <laughs> delighted to be placed into that category. They hadn't told me that that was going to happen. So, uh, so uh, yeah, brilliant. I was really, brilliant. <laughs> I was really like, yeah, come on, yes. totally fearless. <laughs> I'm not totally fearless. I should probably point out, but I think, um, I think for me, it comes down to that thing about integrity. If you think that there is sort of thinking of an example of maybe a difficult conversation that you might need to have with one of your team if the right thing to do is to address an issue then you can't not do that basically so I think that for me a lot of you know and I and I have you know I don't shy away from difficult conversations and that's something I think that I'm quite proud of in my 
approach yes. to, to work well and in, in my approach to life in general and um and it is that's driven by by the fact that to not do that would make me feel guilty I think that's kind of you know so so there's an element of that and then I am naturally I think I'm quite a I'm not afraid of risk which you know which is uh, just inherent I think that you know you can see in children sometimes can't you like some kids yeah. really like climbing to the top of the climbing frame instantly and other kids don't sort of thing and and uh and I'm quite grateful for that. I think it's a, it's it, it served me well. But the other thing that served me well is to have other people around me who are more risk averse, basically, because then you can balance it out and make sure you don't do like, you know, the really crazy stuff. That's just a completely stupid idea that you've had at three in the morning. Yes, yes. Having those having those checks and balances is always yes. good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And finding a team that, that works in, in that respect, which is kind of a, it's a good way of building a charity board, I think, is to make sure that you as well as your kind of, you know, auditors or insurance people and and uh, and accountants so I'm really being very um generalizing about accountants here but the, but you need some kind of risky you know like yes. some some uh, entrepreneurial types as well don't you basically yes yes it's that all about that balance well when you come back to diversity basically don't you yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah brilliant so my final question for you is what is your top tip marie i thought about this a bit and i and i think um it's a top tip that lots of other leaders would share and i think one that's talked about quite a bit but i think it's all about being yourself basically and and really being you know people talk about authenticity a lot don't they in, in leadership yeah. and and uh and for me that is absolutely what served me well like i i um uh i think it allows other people to get to know you and to trust you therefore and I think trust is really really important in in those team relationships um and also I think it makes life less stressful because if you're trying to be something that you don't feel you are like you know everything is sort of slightly beyond your comfort zone isn't it so yeah uh, yes. so yeah if, if you kind of have the choice between speaking the truth and and um and and being very genuine and not then I would always advise that you go with the, with the former Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm sure that listeners will be absolutely um, inspired by what you've said today. So thank you so much. And if they wish to support the choir with no name, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, thank you. Our, um, our website is, is uh, uh, choirwithnoname.org. Okay. Um, and if you wanted to specifically go to the choirwithnoname.org uh, slash donate page, that would also be completely fine. But there's lots of information about us up, up there, basically. That's uh, and um, and we're always looking for new supporters and or just sign up to the newsletter to find out what we're up to. If you're in the UK, then hopefully in 2021, we'll have gigs that you can come along to um, and we'll be. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're always up for meeting new people. Fantastic. Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes so people can find it. And Fantastic. if they wish, if people wish to contact you, Marie, how can they find you? I'm on LinkedIn on, on slash Marie Benton. I think I might have a hyphen in the middle. Uh, and I am Marie at choirwithnoname.org. And I'm, again, always really happy to hear from new people and, and broaden, broaden my network. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, I'll make sure all of that's in the show notes for everybody. Well, thanks so much, Marie, for joining us and sharing your thoughts and experience with us. Your work is truly inspirational. And the way that you have and continue to innovate and engage is absolutely wonderful to see. You've given us lots to think about as we go into the new year. And uh, so thank you very much. Thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us. For more information about Marie, please visit my website, bluebottlecoaching.com and go to podcast. 
don't forget to leave a review. If you're a leader looking to progress in your career and transform what you do, join the Love to Lead community. For more details, go to today's show notes. So that just leaves me to wish you all a very happy and safe Christmas wherever you are, and I look forward to seeing you in the new year. This is Anne Collins. Thanks so much for joining us and for listening, and do join me again soon to meet another inspiring leader who loves what they do. Goodbye.